investment over generations. They're not just a one-shot wonder. I stood on this platform about 20 years ago and preached for the first time at South City Yilamata Sorry, in Wainwright Road. You know, and coming back here nearly 20 years later and seeing families who were here then are still here, plugged into this part, this branch of the vine of God's kingdom. It's a real honor and a privilege. And you know, this, this platform as part of this church and this property is not the destination point, though. This is the place that we come in. We connect, we meet others, just like the Bible says, to not shake off the meeting of the saints. We want to get together. We want to build relationship. We don't want to invest into others as they invest into us. We want to be equipped. We want to discover the talents and the gifts and the abilities that God has placed inside of us before we were even born. Like joining growth tracks, see Jake, after the service. We want to discover these because we come in here for a few hours. Then we go out. We go out into the neighborhoods, the families, the schools, the businesses, the communities, the cafes, the government agencies. And what we do is we go out there and we release God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah? So we learn, we grow, we equip, we trial, we test and hear, and we have the strength of the fellowship of our sisters and our brothers so we can go out there and do what the mighty God, our Father God, calls us to do. And so today on Father's Day, if you're a father in this room, if you have raised your kids and they've left home, whether you didn't raise your kids, if you're a father, if you're a grandfather, if you're a spiritual father and mentoring younger men or younger women right now, if you're a father, I'd love for you to stand up right now in the building wherever you are. If you're a dad, if you can see a shy dad next to you, give them a nudge and get them to stand up. So we got these dads. Stay standing, dads. Stay standing. All right. Now you can see these dads who carry... Stay standing. Thank you, sir. At the back there, stay standing. Don't sit down. Don't be shy. Stay standing. So you can see these men who carry the Father heart of God to their family, to their community. If you're sitting around them, would love for you to just hold them on the arm. If you're their loved one, hold their hand. Put your hand on their shoulder. If you can see someone doesn't have someone putting their hand on them, please move and be brave. If you're standing next to a brother and they don't have someone with a hand on their arm or their shoulder, put your hand on their shoulder, yeah? Let's pray. Father God, we declare over these dads, your anointing, your blessing, your favor. We declare your authority, your growth, and your protection. We declare, Lord God, that wherever they go, wherever they, their feet may tread, that they would carry your kingdom. They would expand your kingdom. They would take your heart to a broken and needy world. Father God, we declare the helmet of salvation over them. They would have the breastplate of righteousness. They would have the belt of truth and the shoes of peace. They would have that shield of face that no wily arrow of the enemy would touch them that they would have the sword of the Spirit and they would speak your word to claim authority in the name of Jesus. We declare also that mantle of destiny, zeal and passion would be abundantly upon them, that you would be their rear guard, that their past would not catch up to them because it's covered in the blood of Jesus and that you would go before them. You would move things out of the way. You would move people into their way that they need to lead and father and connect and love on. We declare your blessing on these mighty men, these fathers, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. You know, we, we see the record of our lives, and we think as dads and mums and members of families, as we all are, we can sometimes judge the record for the record, our lives based on the experiences that we have had, the reality we experience, the words we've seen and heard said to us, 
the places we've gone to. But reality is not truth. Truth is found in God our Father. Truth is found in his heart. See, we've all had a dad, unless it was a miraculous conception, and there's only been one of those as far as I'm aware. We all have a dad, whether he was present or whether he was not, whether he was everything we wanted him to be or not. About four years ago, I came back to New Zealand and I visited my dad. And I stayed for a week and spent time with him. And at the end of that week, I was getting ready to come home and I was speaking to my wife. And my wife said, stay, stay longer, stay another week, stay as long as you need. Make sure nothing is left unsaid. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. He who finds a godly wife finds an awesome thing. So she told me to stay longer and I shared this time with my dad and he shared his heart. He shared the ups and the downs as a non-Christian. Shared the ups and the downs, the disappointments, the successes, the things he regretted, the things he wished he'd done differently, the things he was proud of. And not one time did he mention any disappointment in marrying my mother. See, my, my mum and dad split up when I was 13. They got divorced when I was 16. But not once did he, did he say he was disappointed about meeting her. Not once did he say he was disappointed in having me. Not once did he say he was disappointed in having my sister. He just spoke with pride and with love and enjoyment and thankfulness, and not one thing was left unsaid. And he passed away about four years ago. And my great satisfaction is that nothing was left unsaid between us, from a son to a father. And regardless of our circumstances, you know, we all think that the start of our journey for the record, the record starts when we're born, right? And we jump on the journey of our life and we hit the road and sometimes there's detours that we didn't expect. Sometimes there's destinations we arrive in and we didn't really want to be there. We wish we hadn't stayed so long. Sometimes we don't know how we got there to that destination on our journey. You know, sometimes on our journey we have those passengers that jump in on the ride. They're in the shotgun seat, you know, they're your ride or dies, they're your besties, besties for life. They're sitting there, they're the ones that crank up the radio. You sing the songs with them on the journey. You don't know the words, but you know the vowels, so you just keep singing them as loud as you can, and you're singing with your bestie. And sometimes there are those passengers who are in the back seat. You know those ones who tell you, oh, you should have gone that way. We could have saved so much time if you'd gone this way. They tell you, you shouldn't have gone there anyway. It's all your fault. You know those people, you don't know how they got in the seat, but they were there. And we can look at these records of reality, and we can kind of judge our record based on that reality we see and we experience, but it's not the truth. It's not the truth of our lives. There's a difference between truth and reality. Have you considered the magnitude of God's vision and his heart as our father for our individual lives? Have you considered on today Father's Day, his day, this chance to pause and consider what he thinks about us, what he thinks about on the record about you and about me. If you've got your Bible, Psalm 139. If it's electronic or paper, if you don't have it, it's up on the big screen, if not very, very soon. Psalm 139, verse 13. Let's have a look and see the conversation about God and the truth of his Father's heart. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in that secret place. When I was woven together in the depths, you saw my un 
formed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, God, and how vast is the sum of them. If I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, you are still with me. Wow. We consider our record starts when we were born, but God was thinking about us before we were born. He was thinking about us before we were even conceived. He wrote down and he formed and he imagined and he, and he posited that there was going to be this incredible life that you were going to live. When you were conceived, God went, yes, I get to live this life with my child that I've been waiting for. And the truth of who he or she is, as their father. You didn't just happen. You were destined to be. Think of everything God created in you. Think about your cardiovascular system that gives you that energy to move. Think about your muscular or skeletal system that enables you to sit up right now. Think about, come on, foodies, your digestive system. All the good things. Think about your immune system that got you through a global pandemic and allowed you to sit here right now and praise his wonderful name. Think about your hormonal system that allowed you to experience romance. Yeah? Think about all the things that were designed into you. You weren't a mistake. You weren't there by chance. You didn't evolve. As Pastor Don said the other week, you didn't go from the goo to the baboon to you. My wife is gorgeous. She didn't come from a monkey. We were designed on purpose. We have another year right now. Instead of thinking maybe New Year's Eve, we get to set some resolutions. It's Father's Day. Let's position God, our Father, at the center of our day, right at the start of the day. Consider what He says about us on Father's Day. Let's hear our Father's heart about who He thinks and says we are. Not just today, before we were even born. We've got another year, another day, another week to invest into other people and have them invest into us. To love other people and have them love us. To know more about his heart and to share his heart with those who really need it. That's why I love going to Men's Connect because it's a like-minded group of people. Thursday night, 7 p.m. in the cafe. See you there. Love going to Men's Connect because they're men who know God was there with them before they were born, there with them when they were born. God was there with them throughout their life and now they're prioritizing Him up front. That's what I love about men's coffee on a first Saturday of every month. We get to sit and hear Father's hearts. Yesterday we met at the cafe and we heard about a father was excited to share the win of his week was his daughter drank milk for the first time as a 10-year-old. A father's heart. If you don't know the context, you think, why is that a win? But for him, knowing his daughter and the struggles and the challenges, for her and her, the family, what a win. And we get to celebrate that with him. Another dad saying, it's been over a year, and our preschooler just went to preschool. She came home, and she started sleeping on time for the first time in a year. A win, a father's heart. I love that connecting with father hearts who are seeking our father's heart. Love it. I shared with the men this week in WhatsApp that I was reading and preparing on Tuesday morning, praying about today, and I discovered Proverbs 21. And I want to share this with you. It's going to be on the big screen. Proverbs 21. In the New King James, it says, A wicked man hardens his face. The reality, the upfront, the, you know, the outward. But as for the upright, he establishes his way. 
I like the Amplified Version because more words helps me understand. It says in the Amplified Version, a wicked man puts on a bold face. That's an outside job. But as for the upright, he considers, directs, establishes his way with the confidence of integrity. That's an inside job. Reality versus truth. Who does God say we should be? You know, I think one of the best people to look at in their lives and how they communicated with God is Moses. Because he recognized the reality was he declared the the plagues in Egypt and he had to live through them. Then he had to take those three million Israelites out into the desert and lead them. 400 odd years in slavery, they had a fixed mindset. Complain, complain, complain. It's too hot, it's too cold. We haven't got enough food, we've got too much food. The food we got, it decays in the next morning. We can't find water, we want to go back. We want to go back to being slaves. Complain, complain, complain. Yeah. <laughs> and so, can you imagine God getting so <laughs> God getting so annoyed at this complain, complain, complain? And then Moses is getting really annoyed. Complain, complain, complain. Imagine if they both got annoyed in the same day and said, that's it, get rid of them. History would be different. But Moses took his father's heart and he went to God and said, I need to change the record. I need to change the record of what I'm hearing and what I'm thinking as this father leading this nation. So in Exodus 33, there are three key prayers that Moses utters that help us to center on God, our father, at the start of our day. Let's have a look. Exodus 33, verse 13, Moses says, Now therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you. Show me your ways. The first prayer of someone who wants to seek God and put him at the front to know his father's truth at the start of the day. Show me your ways. What does that mean? Show me your ways. It means values, standards, and behaviors. In a world where anything goes, we're seeking God in the morning and saying, God, Father, show me your ways. Show me the values I should have. Show me what you value, how you value, who you value. Show me the prioritization that you put forward. Show me how I should align myself with your values. Show me how to honor and love and care for and protect those who need it most with your heart, with your eyes. Not only show me your values and your ways, show me your standards. How am I to set standards of black and white and right or wrong in a world again where anything goes? How do I do this? Show me your ways. Here's a standard. I'm a man, I'm married, I'm going to be faithful to my wife. This is the standard that I have. Am I going to put my dividing line right here next to the standard? No, I'm not. I'm going to move it way back over here. So I have a big margin of error where if anything goes wrong over here, I can talk to God and there's no way I'm even close to sinning because that's the standard God has set for me. And I build my margin of error. Show me your ways, O God, so I know your values, I know your standards, and I know your behaviors. The third part, I know your behaviors. How do you want me to behave to represent you that I would know your ways? I would take your heart to people who only see reality. My reality reflects your truth. My behaviors reflect your values and your standards. For me, the thing I needed to work on was swearing. So in my young 20s, I really needed to make an adjustment. And it doesn't mean that I never ever swear and I never fail or fall in that area. But I've set the standard like this that I won't use swear words at all. So when I slip up, I haven't completely failed. 
We need to build those guardrails into our life. We need to build that margin into our life. So our behaviors bring us so far away from the standard deadline that God sets with us. You follow me? You with me? Yeah. Show me your ways, Moses says. And this is how we position God up front. That's number one. Number two, verse 15, Moses says to him, Our Father in heaven, if your presence does not go with me, don't take us up from here. Be with me, is that second prayer, to position God up front, that we would know his heart, that we would know his ways. Be with me, God, today, as I walk out into the reality of day-to-day life, as I go out into community, into work, into family situations, give me the peace, give me the stamina, give me the confidence to represent you well. Give me the authority that when I see someone who's sick, hurting, in some sort of need, I can confidently walk over and pray for them, and I can see you intervene in their lives, and you will be with them as you are with me. Be with me that I can hear your Holy Spirit. I can hear you speaking to me about people who are marginalized, disadvantaged, and I can bring justice. I can bring your kingdom as it is in heaven on earth for those people. Be with me. And number three, in verse 18, Moses says to God, please show me your glory. And let's pause for a moment. He's talking to the God and the King of heaven and earth, the one who sits on his throne outside of time, who placed us inside time, who's the Alpha and the Omega, who knows the beginning and the end. And Moses is saying, show me your glory. When you say to a king, show me your glory, you're saying, show me your kingdom. That's what you're saying. Show me your dominion. Show me your power. Show me your authority. Show me your wealth. Show me your resources. When you're saying to God, show me your glory, we're actually praying, show me your kingdom. I became a Christian when I was 13, and there was long times of reading my Bible and being in church and long times of not. But in that ebb and flow of my journey and that record that I had, there were times when I would read the Bible, and I've read the Bible a number of times, many times, and many sections of the Bible, multiple times, but it's only in the last year that I've read and seen and observed and noticed in Isaiah God talking about justice and the word equity equity. Show me your kingdom. You see, when we walk with a kingdom mindset, we know God is always moving. God is always building. God is always speaking. God is always declaring. God is always looking for the woman and the man to step into the gap for him. God is always looking for those who would raise up those who have been broken down, that would take the shackles and the chains and the burdens off others to see them receive release to break those chains. We bring God's kingdom. We bring his glory. We bring his ways because God is with us. So when we say, show me your glory, we're saying, show me your kingdom. Where can I stand in the gap for you? Where can I bring a father's heart, a mother's heart to a broken and hurting nation and people? Where can I go in and bring equity? Equity means that here's the starting line, but so many people are not even on the starting line. And we need to bring who God is and everything he has to their situation to get them to the starting line so they can have a fair chance to get on with their race that they should run to win. Show me your kingdom. Those three prayers at the start of the day position God's Father's heart so that we would know it and he would know us. He knows we've actually taken the time and the energy to invite him to take that place on the throne of our lives that we would walk in truth, not in the reality of what we experience day to day. 
Three prayers, one life, an incredible eternity. Before your birth, you were wonderfully and fearfully made. After birth, you started that day-to-day journey, God with you. Can you imagine God spending time watching, sitting on the edge of the seat, watching you and what you're doing, saying to Jesus, hey, check out Jake, see what he did, and having a laugh. Just like any father's heart, delighting in his son or delighting in his daughter. At conception, I can imagine God going, yes, I get to see my daughter born. I get to see my son born. I get to walk with him or her. I get to expose everything for them that I've written in the book of life about them before they were even born. For the record, your birth was just another chapter opening up to everything God wrote about you. You know what? Some of your chapters may have been painful. Some of your chapters may have been tragic. Some of your chapters may have been broken. But God was there through it all. And all the time he was saying, don't focus on the reality. I am the truth. I am your father. I love you. I have so much more for you. God reminds us in Psalm 139 that it was there before. And you know, some of us, we may have walked away and turned away for a period of time. Today might be the first day that you've actually heard about God's heart. For those who had an absentee father in their upbringing, it may be hard to relate to the concept of Father God. But let me tell you right now, from a father's heart who loves God, God planned for you. God destined you. God saw you. God wove you. God spoke to you. He sat on the edge of the seat and was excited about you. He's delighted in you. He wants more time with you because he enjoys being with you. Moses was called the friend of God and he prayed those three prayers. Let's pray those three prayers and increase our friendship with God. He continues to sit on the edge of his seat as he thinks about and he watches you. You didn't evolve. You were created on purpose. Go wove your spirit into your body. Um, Gentleman with the checkered blue and white shirt, I want to encourage you that God has his hand on your life. I want to encourage you that God wants to speak to you more about the things that he wishes to do in you so that through you, he can change the lives of other people. I want to encourage you that God has not only his hand, but his heart for you. God will move things out of the way for you like I prayed this morning, and he will move people into your way so you can connect and serve them and love them in a way that only you can do because you were planned and destined to do it. Because God placed inside of you, you're the only one who has what they need and the way that they need it. Yeah? God bless you. I look forward to the testimonies that are going to come because of what you do out of obedience to God's heart. God didn't waste his best on you. You are God's best. Music team, would you? Just as I wrap up this morning, it might be that you've read Galatians before, Galatians 1.15, where it tells us in Galatians that Paul was set apart from his mother's womb. He was called from his mother's womb. 
God may be calling you right now, calling you to step up into something new, calling you to step into that you know is there and you've stayed away from it. But God has placed it right in front of you for a purpose. Maybe today you have never before responded to God's call to your heart. And today's your day of transformation. Today's your day to meet God. Today's your day to encounter God. Lay aside the reality of your past for the truth of your future. Maybe you have encountered God before and reality of life has got in the way and you need to come back. God's saying to you, come back. Come back home. So we're going to pray. And if you've never met God, or you need to reconnect with God and recommit, you're going to pray these words along with everybody else, and God's going to encounter with you. It's not the words that are magic, it's the incredible, powerful Father's heart that can bring transformation. I'd love everyone to just close their eyes right now. Let's pray. If you have never met God before, and you've never had this encountering moment where you've given your life to him. And today's your day. Please raise your hand. Just so I can see you and acknowledge you. I thank you for your bravery of stepping into what God has for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you know you need to reconnect to God because you've stepped away and you haven't stepped into what he has for you, and you know you need to re reconnect with God today, Please raise your hand. Every eye closed. Thank you. See that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, please play, pray these words after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me on the cross. Thank you that you rose again. Please forgive my sin. Create in me a new heart. I make you the Lord of my life. Father in heaven, show me your ways. Father in heaven, be with me. Father in heaven, show me your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give everyone a round of applause that prayed that? I want to encourage you that 